Hi, I'm Eve Manoses Cunningham, and welcome to the Feel Better Every Day podcast, helping you connect with and take better care of yourself and create a life you don't need to retreat from. Welcome to the Feel Better Every Day podcast. I'm your host, Eve Manoses Cunningham, and this is the first episode where I'm introducing my own ideal self-care routines and my actual reality. I'm launching this podcast today on the 21st of December 2023 in memory of my godfather and uncle Tony Manoses. Um, It would have been his birthday today. And it's also winter solstice, which is an excellent time to reflect on ways in which we can bring more light into the darkest of times. So um, I really hope you enjoy listening. I've really enjoyed making this whole series and enjoy sharing more each week and um, look forward to your feedback. Welcome to the Feel Better Everyday podcast. I'm your host, Eve Manezes Cunningham. I'm also a freelance journalist and writer, author of 365 Ways to Feel Better, Self-Care Ideas for Embodied Wellbeing, and that integrates my trauma therapies, my coaching, my yoga therapy for mental health, um, NLP, crystals, EFT, tapping. Um, I've been working in self-care for decades, initially to save my own life. Self-care always sounds so indulgent, but I've been sober since 2001. And these practices really helped me learn to live in my own skin. Um, I talk about embodied well-being a lot because we only have the one body and it's wonderful when we're able to heal, when we're able to be present, when we're able to enjoy being alive. And because of my work and because I know from interviewing so many people, there's a gulf often between what we would like to be doing in terms of self-care and what we actually do. So when I talk about self-care, it's not just the basics like flossing your teeth, but it's connecting with that highest, wisest, truest, wildest, most joyful, miraculous, brilliant part of yourself and the self in psychosynthesis terms. And um, I wanted to talk to some of the neuroscientists, doctors, yoga therapists, coaches, psychotherapists, Um, a nurse, fitness professionals, dance instructors, some of the people who I know do so much and encourage self-care with their clients and their students and their patients and I wanted to find out what would their ideal days be like and what was the actual essential self-care reality that they couldn't get through the day without so I have lots of exciting episodes for you I've enjoyed this so so much it's been one of my favorite things to do professionally ever but I thought I'd start with my own ideal self-care and then the actual reality and my hope from all of these episodes is that you will remember your own toolkit you will think about the times you felt most grounded most resourced most supported and you'll put those practices back in place as well as getting ideas from myself and my guests so um welcome 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 again please subscribe leave a comment let me know how you're getting on i'd love to hear from you but to start with 
I'll talk about my ideal day. So I wake up naturally in an ideal world um, and I'll do my meditation with it before I even get out of bed. So I might be holding paws with Rainbow Magnificat if she's there, or I might be hugging my partner if he's there. Um, but I do a meta meditation, um, starting with yourself. May I be happy and healthy, peaceful and at ease. May I be able to take care of myself joyfully. May I possess the courage, wisdom, patience and determination to manage life's challenges. Then you move out to a loved one, someone neutral, someone you find challenging. I do a trauma sensitive version. So if that's too much, you might find someone else you love. Sometimes sending that loving kindness to yourself can feel really challenging. So it's a practice. And then I do it for all my clients, um, supervisees, students, groups, everyone I've ever worked with, ever will work with past, present and future. And that day's um, people I'm meeting or people I'm working with, um, clients, supervisees, etc. And then any groups, as you know, we're living in quite challenging times for so, so many people. So I find sending meta really helps me function basically in the world without crying the whole time. So that's an important part of my practice. I also include mindfulness of the breath and I will do some image work thinking about the day unfolding what I'm looking forward to, the outcomes I'm hoping for, and surrendering, offering it up, asking for guidance. I know that life works so much better when I get out of my own way. Um, if I have time, I'll journal. I love getting some morning light to support the circadian rhythms. And then I'll get up and do a bit of yoga. So um, I've got a few injuries that I'm working with at the moment which has made my yoga practice more challenging but it's still a daily part and it's part of my rehabilitation of my knees and shoulders at the moment um but for a long time like before I had to do it more consciously for physical healing um even if I did just one or two poses a day that would be my keeping my commitment to myself my getting on the yoga mat but I do always benefit from a longer more indulgent practice um I adore it and it helps me then feel fit for human consumption I'll have a hot drink. Um, I had to quit coffee before I quit alcohol in 2001 because it didn't agree with me. So I will have um, hot lemon and ginger with maple syrup because I'm vegan. You could have honey if you wanted, um, if this appeals to you at all. And I am not a morning person naturally. So I make up a jar of it and then it's in the fridge and I just use a couple of tablespoons with the hot water it's ready to go and I'll also make myself a thermos of rosemary tea where I'll just pick off some rosemary rinse it pop it in it helps with brain fog it helps with memory and I like the taste now it was very much an acquired taste but I like having it throughout the day and I've got some really lovely green glass mugs that ideal self-care I drink out of those and um, they were from a charity shop when things began to open up after Covid so I like the association there. Um, ideal world I'd have some chia pudding for breakfast um, along with something more filling the chia pudding is brilliant because you can make it in advance, you can freeze it. Um, I initially felt that it tasted like betrayal because it has the name pudding 
and I thought it was going to taste nicer. I've messed around with the recipe enough that I actually do genuinely enjoy it. I've got a bit of a black forest feel going to it. I use cacao powder. I use banana. Um, I use a bit of sugar-free um, raspberry or strawberry jam to sweeten it naturally. And um, I'll use nut butter, oat milk, and I'll make up portions to have five days worth in the fridge and then I'll freeze portions as well just because again ideal self-care that really helps it's so good in so many ways for the brain for the body and it's a vegan protein that is really portable so it can be taken on a train or a bus or just like before I get on my bike coming back from town I know when I have that chia pudding or an oat milk shake or both um, I make better choices around other meals as well. Um, I'll do some tapping at some point throughout the day. Um, I initially trained 2006, but it was only when I did the advanced training. Um, can't remember which year it was, but it's been a good few years um, since I qualified as a mentor and advanced practitioner. But the daily practice has been revolutionary. Um, sometimes it's gratitude and other times it's <laughs> life feeling too much. Sometimes I'll do more than one practice a day, but it's a wonderful way to empathize with myself. So however it is I'm feeling, even though I, whatever it is, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. And even saying that now, when I started doing EFT 2006, I've been coaching for years. I was already training in various therapies that made me cry because I didn't deeply and completely love and accept myself. But over the years, it gets so much easier. And it's just acknowledging however I'm feeling. And sometimes I'll be very articulate and I'll have a very specific thing I'm tapping on. Other times it might just be like, grr, grr, like just swearing, whatever it is. But it's something I like to do every day in an ideal world. If I had the time and energy every day, I would for sure swim daily. I love to be in the pool. I love to be in the sea. I love to be in a lake, a river, wherever. I'm happiest underwater and I'm even learning to snorkel, which astonishes me. And I'll be learning to scuba dive as well. But um, being underwater is definitely my happy place. Um, I see swim at least once a week. And um, because I'm learning to snorkel, that training means I'm in the pool more frequently as well. And where I used to swim in a heated pool for an hour, just going up and down quite leisurely, changing up strokes, the training is more intensive. Um, so I'm noticing when I go to the pool, myself um i'm no longer putting that pressure on myself to have a whole hour but i can actually um go faster and i feel my fitness improving which is wonderful and it helps the shoulder and the knees um i love the steam room i love the sauna um and um i love the jacuzzi when i say i love the sauna i also love the sauna when it's down by the point where i swim in the sea um, I'm not great in it. I'll last a minute or two, whereas I'm longer in the steam room. But again, all these things, they just feel so indulgent and that real sense of embodied well-being. You're in your body in the happiest way. Um, it's just wonderful. I got a piano via FreeCycle um, over a year ago, and I played that every day as part of my self-care, just by ear, whatever earworm is in my head. 
and um, I'm currently fostering feral kittens which um, are up for adoption and they're just ready to go now at time of recording this and um, they've been um, I was quite self-conscious playing in front of them to be honest when they first joined me but they listen they don't throw anything at me and I just find playing the piano whether it's for a minute whether it's for five minutes I just adore it so um, it's become part of my self-care I read um, when I make that time and space I've always loved to read it's an indulgence now when it, I was younger it was life-saving um, I'm waiting to take my driving test so in the meantime I still cycle for running errands and what have you so it's great to get out I depend on a daily walk if I can't walk it really impacts my mental and emotional health as well as my physical health um, I'm really lucky I live out in the country I have beautiful views it's a country lane I'm still often leaping into hedgerows to avoid tractors which because I'm Indian Irish but born in London my west of Ireland lifestyle is still um, it makes me laugh that I'm leaping out of the way of tractors it feels like I don't recognize my life but I'm so lucky to be living it um, but even by the time I get out into the driveway, the wind, the rain, it feels so cleansing, so healing. And when it's sunshiny, it's just incredibly beautiful. So um, I love that daily walk. I normally do five kilometres. I've had to build back up with the knees and um, the shoulder, not so much with the walking, but the knees definitely had an impact on the walk. But even if it's a short walk, it has a big impact. Um, a daily yoga nidra is something that I adopted earlier this spring because I am a waiting assessment for ADHD, which explains so much about my entire life and I've been facilitating yoga nidras for the extra embodied group and before that the personal peace membership and the feel better everyday membership and when I used to teach um, six yoga classes a week I'd end with yoga nidras um, I love to facilitate them and it's a massive indulgence to be doing them myself but they help to increase dopamine by 65-70% so they're wonderful not just for feeling good but for allowing that deep rest, harnessing the power of the unconscious mind, working towards our sankalpa, that goal, that heart-centered goal, that positive intentional resolve, but also enhancing motivation, helping with focus and concentration. So I'm finding the daily practice challenging. Um, sometimes I will start and not finish the whole thing. Sometimes I will fall asleep, not getting the full benefits, but it's what my body needs. And other times I love to do a really indulgent yoga nidra, but it all gives me information just like the physical practice does. Um, it might be a 10 minute practice. I've got several on my site that you can experiment with. Some are as short as 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Um, sometimes I do my own, sometimes I do other people's um, and it's just a really gorgeous commitment to myself to take that rest time to um, nourish myself. Um, ideal world, I'd do a longer one every day and ideal world, I'd also take a nap every day because they're really recharging and I work hard and I adore my work but I do need to recharge I do need that downtime I would also and do talk to loved ones every day 
And when I'm beginning to get ready to wind down, I want to have done things like washing up so I'm not facing that mess in the morning. Um, but I'll begin from the living room to put on a little bit of sleep balm that a friend got me. And it just has lavender and other things in it. And it's just me reminding myself I'm getting ready to wind down to go to sleep. Um, I'll always journal. Um, I'll read some oracle cards, maybe just one if I'm pushed for time. Um, I might do a past, present, future spread and um, ideally a bit more reading and before getting into bed before doing all of that I'll do some sleep yoga so yoga nidra translates as yogic sleep and I used to teach sleep yoga classes which included yoga nidra but the sleep yoga um, it's specific poses to prepare the body for deeper rest and it helps so much um, it's also a very gentle yoga practice but it helps. Um, it's helped my morning practice enormously. There are things I can do in my 40s that I couldn't do in my 20s. And um, there are also things I can't do in my I'm 48 now. There are things I can't do now that I could do then. Um, but yoga, I love Dave Emerson. He worked with Bessel van der Kolk. His definition of yoga was it was a way of becoming friendlier with your own body and mind. And I just adore that because it's noticing how you feel and working with that. So that is my ideal. Um, my reality, if I don't do some sort of meditation, it might be a really shortened version of the meta. Um, but I, I'm not fit for anything. So meditation is absolutely 100% essential. Some kind of journaling, if not first thing in the morning or last thing at night, I'll squeeze it in at a quiet time, some other time in the day, and some yoga and some form of movement, a walk, bike ride, whatever it might be. Um, they're my absolute essentials. But I'm lucky and also dependent on all of these practices. So I do do them pretty much every day, apart from the swimming, where I will swim in a pool at least once a week and swim in the sea at least once a week. But ideally, I do that two, three, four times a week. Um, I would love to hear about your ideal, what you love doing, things also that you do maybe once a month, like I'll go for acupuncture once a month, which is a wonderful way to be held to release those energy blocks. I've got a wonderful acupuncturist in town. I have plant medicine from the herbalist, um, so I don't see her every month, um, but I'll get the kind of regular, I call them my potions, and just knowing it's that plant support. I still use crystals daily, so I'll use them on my jewellery. Um, I'll choose things accordingly to how I want to feel. Um, I'll have what I call a crystal cocktail under my pillow, depending on different things. So there are all sorts of practices, all sorts of things that I have in place. And um, I love this work. I love this project, this podcast. And I'm so excited to share the guests with you. And I look forward to finding out what you already do and what you're going to do differently. And hopefully how you're going to be gentler with yourself, how you're going to be more accepting with yourself, how you're going to be kinder to yourself and recognise that doing something is better than doing nothing. So um, sending enormous love and looking forward to hearing how you're getting on. Thank you for listening to the Feel Better Every Day podcast. This episode was produced by Eve Moses Cunningham. 
I'd appreciate you subscribing. It will help you be less likely to miss future episodes and it will also help me reach more listeners, which I'd really appreciate. Um, I'd also very much welcome your comments, your questions, your feedback, and especially to find out which of the ideas you're putting into practice yourself and which of your own ideas you've reconnected with. Next week, you'll hear from Rebecca Seal, um, author of Be Bad Better and several other books, and I am looking forward to sharing that and all the future episodes with you. Thanks again for listening. <laughs>